to the intentional bride, a space created to nurture your heart in God's love. Let's get intentional. Hey and welcome to another episode of the Intentional Bride. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Sunday. I hope God has been with you throughout the past week and I hope that he continues to be with you as you go into your new week and uphold you and you know just make your path straight before you and be a blessing to you. Today's episode is very exciting. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice. Before we dive in, I would like to remind you to follow me on at intentional bride on Instagram as well as subscribe on podbean.com so that you always are in the know when a new episode comes out. Today's guest, Doris Maioli, is, is as intentional a bride as you can meet. She is the founder of Twakutukuza Trust, an organization that aims to support cancer patients on their journey through cancer. Beyond that, she's living out her purpose by creating a space where people can come together, worship, and experience her father in heaven who removed her from the jaws of death and, have, and has then clothed her in beauty it was an absolute pleasure, absolute joy. Thank you, Doris, for doing this. And without further ado, let's dive in. Welcome to my podcast, Dee. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So what do you think it means to be an intentional bride? Well, um, thinking about it in terms of uh, like a... Uh, marriage uh, to be an intentional bride there's things you need to do first of all there's the outside stuff looking for your dress getting who your bridesmaids will be um, uh, I guess there's also finding out about your groom what he would like stuff like that um, but basically doing your bit in learning what you need for the intended marriage, I think. Yeah. And what do you think about now as a child of God, being an intentional bride in that context? It's the same thing. There's, there's um, things that we are to wear, to wear like um, the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, all that. Um, so are we dressed appropriately? There's the arm of God, which we need also. Um, but then there's also the inside, um, what do you need to be uh, ready to be married to him? Um, what do you need to, to do within yourself? Your thought pattern, like a, like a renewal of your mind. Mm. Um, how do you portray yourself even to him? Um, how do you grow your love and your knowledge for him? Um, mm. Like through reading the word, through prayer through fellowship with other people um yeah that's really beautiful i like how you're you're bringing it back to yourself like what role do i have mm. to play to mm -hmm. adorn myself mm -hmm. correctly to be this intentional exactly. right for this groom that's really mm. deep and do how do you feel like you have been intentional in your walk through all the challenges and all how do you feel like that preparation has worked for you with your relationship with god <laughs> Who said I've been intentional? It's like <laughs> from the day I was called, I've been super intentional. No, yeah, not at all. Yes. Um, it's 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 been an up and down thing because I think initially for me, when I when I when I became a Christian, 
I didn't really know what it meant. I just knew mm-hmm. you, you get saved and you know you're going to heaven after that. Mm-hmm. And as time has gone and and you know learning from other people, learning from what he's saying, that's when I've I've gotten to understand that there's also a part for me to play. Mm-hmm. Um and and I I feel that the more intentional about it that I become the the sooner the date of the wedding seems to be you know or the, wow. or the more yes. the more joy i take in the preparation mm-hmm. and and i think it it's it's also meant a lot for me to be able to have a role and play so i'm not just sitting back and being rambeshwa in a sense eh? mm-hmm. i i have something that i need to do i i need to be a part of this preparation and that 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 um i think that for me makes it more special for me um then sitting back and just waiting for things to be done to me i feel in in my spending time with him or spending time thinking about him and thinking about what he requires and what i need to do within me makes it first of all it makes it more real mm. so it's not just some something you read in the bible about being the bride of christ but it makes it very real very tangible for me yeah. but it also makes it more exciting mm. yeah, yeah a lot of people assume when you're walking in obedience or you have ministry or doing you have it figured out and you're very intentional in how no, you're doing no, it no 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 i don't know half the time you're, you're in the dark you're just holding on to jesus what <laughs> <laughs> do you like if i it even gets to a point i am telling you sometimes it gets to the point where it's like you do this today like now and then you have to wait for the next instruction it's not even like for right. this month this is what i want mm. it's like i'll tell you i'll tell you when you get there <laughs> i'll tell you when you get there which means yes. you're kind of sitting around wondering but you can't sit in anxiety because yes. you need to be able to trust your groom yes yes you know and know that he's also doing his part mm-hmm. and that is mm. that that's the process of trust that is where the work is and studying yes. who he is and just falling in love with mm-hmm. him in that process when you don't really know what exactly we are doing but you just keep going anyway yeah 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 no i love yeah. how you put that and i love how you said when you you realize the more intentional you try and get with your walk the more the the process becomes of joy and of peace to you mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. as it unfolds mm-hmm. even if it unfolds slowly and maybe not as fast as you would like yeah, at the end relax. of the day yes you can relax and be like ah, i i know you have this god so that's that's exactly. really beautiful yeah. so share your story mm. just tell us your walk with jesus how you fell in love the turning points that made you more purposeful in fulfilling what jesus called you to be i i got saved the official asking the lord to be lord in my life well not lord but to to come into my heart mm. when when i was very young um and it it was by accident i didn't i didn't actually t- intend to do this i was uh, at a kids bible club and i was waiting for my sister because she she made the decision and somebody thought i was also waiting for the same thing and she came and took me through the what we call the sinner's prayer very christianese Mm-hmm. but um she took me through the sinner's prayer and i got saved and i went home and i'm wondering okay you know and and i'm waiting for this feeling to come you know mm-hmm. um 
but life was still going on. I was still doing mistakes and thinking, oh my goodness, he's gone. I need to pray and ask him to come back. <laughs> you know, so I went through that for a bit. And then uh, joined the youth group of um, the, the youth fellowship of the church I was going to at the time. And there we'd, we'd go every Saturday and we have, you know, an afternoon of just hanging out and then somebody would come and share something. And it was during that time that I started now understanding what being a Christian is about. And it's about a relationship with, with Jesus. And at that point, I consciously now made a decision to follow him. And I thought I was doing a good job. I mean, I'm going to church. I'm, I'm trying to do the right thing. Um, I even joined the youth. And at the time, the way I understood it, it's a relationship with God. Um, walking according to what the Bible says you need to do, like keep the Ten Commandments kind of thing. Um, be a good person. Share your faith with other people. And... At that point, I made a conscious decision to, to follow him. And mm -hmm. so I, I rededicated my life again. I prayed again and, and said, okay, now, now I know what I'm doing and I want to do this. And then um, went on like that, feeling I'm doing the right thing. I'm, I'm living a good Christian life. Mm -hmm. And then um, I, I got into a very bad marriage, which ended not very happily and immediately after that I, I was diagnosed with uh, cancer and I, I thought I would not um, live through that experience and I, I felt like I need to really uh, question where I stand with God like, like it came to my face mm. am I sure I'm going to go to heaven you know mm -hmm. um, and have I done everything I feel I'm supposed to do in my life before I go? Mm -hmm. I was convinced I was going to die. Mm -hmm. um, and so I spent that time while I was going through treatment, examining uh, my life with God, interrogating my life with God. And um, like, am I really um, doing what I can or have I gotten actually it became now it's not about doing it became about my relationship with him am I ready to go and live with him am I ready to face him and it was a really beautiful time for me um, mm. I was deathly ill um, mm. there, there were times that I mean even my doctors were not sure that I would I would survive the treatment and but but for me it was such a wonderful time I spent a lot of time just speaking with God um, listening to him speak to me the the Bible became so real to me like my relationship became very tangible tangible it was like he was there physically with me that's how it became and I was like mm -hmm. oh my goodness this is how it's supposed to be mm -hmm. he's not a God who's out there you know and we relate to him through the pastors and other holier people, you know, it's yeah. a one-on-one -on -one relationship mm -hmm. and he, he wants to connect with us the way we connect with any other person who you're sitting next to, you know, and I, I loved my time, you know, my time with him. And it got to the point where I was like, you know what, even if I die, me, I'm, I'm happy. I'm looking forward to seeing him. I'm looking forward to, to being in his presence um, so even the, the, the thought of death um, stopped being scary, 
you know, because it was just, for me, it was a transition from this world to the next. And the next world, for me, at that point, was very real. Mm. But then, um, you know, I went and I finished my treatment and he decided he needs, he still wants me around. And so <laughs> I'm still here. But then in the process, now he started opening um, things for me to do, uh, things that he wanted me to do now as a result of what I learned while I was sick. Mm-hmm. And so th- the interesting thing is that even, even with the connection that we made while I was going through treatment, it didn't, it never, it's never gotten to where I feel like I've learned everything I need to learn. Now it's mm-hmm. just to implement. It's, it's a growing, it's a growing relationship. I suppose yeah. like it's, it's exactly the same with any, any, any person that you know. You never get to the point where you say, okay, we've reached where we've reached. I know everything about you. Now we just flow. You're learning something new about that person, even Mm -hmm. about yourself. You're learning something new every day. And up to the day we die, we'll still be growing more in our walk with the Lord, growing in our love for him, uh, growing as human beings. Um, Yeah, so I think that, that in a nutshell, Mm. is my walk so I'm still learning every day I'm learning but I feel like uh it's 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 been it's it's an amazing walk I think Mm. because it's become personal now it's become Mm. personal Mm. I like how you take us through a journey from how you met him by accident now into your intentionality in relationship with him but a lot Mm. of people would argue this god you know you spoke Mm. of our marriage failing and then from there cancer you know i I Mm. feel like a lot of people would have gone into a space of you're fake you don't exist like if you are there possibly none of this would be happening to me but instead for you you saw okay so we're here we're transitioning so i need to know whether i'm okay to go live with this god in me afterlife mm-hmm. so how mm. would you what would you say to someone who's been faced by you know a lot has come at them and they feel like god has let them down and you're like don't give up come back into this personal space like what gave you the strength to keep going in that direction of his love and not feeling like he's abandoned you um <laughs> you, you know I, I i would have to say it was him mm. but then for me, you know, everything became black and white. It's like um, uh, it, it, it got to the point where even when I'm going for treatment, like for example, when you're, when you're doing chemo, mm. there's a certain level like your white, white blood count is supposed to be. Mm. Um, and they can't give you your next dose unless it's at that point or at least a minimum of a certain number and if you miss your like you're supposed to get chemo every three weeks Mm -hmm. if you miss for a while like there's a time I I went I think it was like six weeks without six or seven weeks without getting my next shot I had to start the whole process again because they count like you know like a minimum you will get six six rounds of chemo if you break anywhere in between six rounds three weeks in uh, between each if you break anywhere you have to start again and I had reached I think the fourth or fifth and they told me oh you have to start again so it for for me my relationship with him became so personal that I'd go you go the week before you get your chemo 
and they do tests to check that your levels are good. They find my levels are low. You tell me, okay, we hope it goes up by next week. Otherwise, we'll have to skip your, your next whatever. I go home and I tell him, Ebu, now, please, I need my account to go up. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah. Yeah. It became that sort of a talking. The same way you'd go home and you say, eh, I was told if I don't go to school with a pencil, okay, sure, yeah. I won't get in class. And yeah. you tell your mom, I need a pencil. So very practical. And I mm. think being, being able to talk to him like that and see him answer, because he mm. would answer every time. I would oh. go and I'd find it has just gone at least above the whatever. And I'd end up not getting, um, getting the, I'd end up getting the chemo at the time that I needed it. And it was like that throughout my walk. There's a time I was like, um, a lot of people would come and, you know, guys would ask you, oh, what did you do? How come you're so sick, you know? And people would tell mm. you, oh, don't do chemo. You need to take this herb and that herb and whatever. And I told him, you know what? All this is stressing me. I don't want to deal with this. Keep away everybody who is not supposed to be there. And me, people disappeared from my life. <laughs> I was left with guys who would come, they're praying with me or they're encouraging mm. me or whatever. But anybody who would come with negative whatever, they were all removed. Mm. And when you realize, Allah, you mean this thing works? Yani, I can ask him for this and <laughs> it or, comes through. Um, yeah. Or you're mm. um, I'm in my bed, I'm feeling so weak, I can't even get up. And like, Yanni, I feel so alone. So you come and be with me. And you feel, you feel like somebody has walked into your room. Mm. And he's sitting there with you. So, so I, I think for me, it was a thing that of growing. Like you, you try this, it happens. You try this, it happens. You ask mm. him this, he whatever. You're like, today I'm feeling so, I don't know what. Show me something to read from your word. And you just, it's like you, you imagine. Mm. But it's actually him speaking. You imagine, okay, open some mm. chapter, this verse, this. And you open it, it's exactly what you need. How can you say mm. there's no God? Right. You can so I, I, I think it's, it's a thing of just deciding, you know what, um, I'm in a black and white situation. It's either God doesn't exist or he does. Why not try with he does, mm. you know, and, and just speak to him as though he were there, which he is. Yeah. And even, even though we can't see him, he's mm. right there with you. Mm. Ask him to talk to you. Ask him to, if you need him to bring somebody to encourage you. Mm. He may not bring the person you're expecting, but he will bring the encouragement that you need mm. um, or direct you to where you can get it. It becomes a very personal relationship, you know, like literally like very personal relationship. And that's how we, my relationship with him grew, um, yeah. seeing that he's concerned about even the little things like bringing my count up to where it needs to be or... Um, you know, I I am I need to see somebody who can come and tell me and somebody, oh, I need to read something that will encourage me and you happen. It's these things are too much to be flukes, you know. Mm -hmm. You can say they are coincidences, but there are too many. There are too many too to many. be coincidences. Mm -hmm. So um I think going through something like this is like you 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 just go to him. I, I, I don't think like you can sit there and convince yourself like, you know, God, God is, is, is he there? Is he not there? But then also realizing that he's even told us in this world, there are many troubles, but you have overcome the world. 
So don't imagine just because things are going negative in your life, mm. God is not there or he's thrown you out or he doesn't care anymore. This, this world is broken. This yep. world is dying mm. and it comes with a lot of bad stuff and it's just part of the life. But we, we were warned about it, but he has said that he's given us somebody who will walk through this life with us and give us the strength that we need. So negative things do not say that God is not there. In the same way, you can't say, oh, oh, because my life is good, then God has to be there. You know, there are people who go through life um, very happy, very successful and everything, and they never acknowledge God. Mm. But and in the same way, you can't say because things are going so badly, God doesn't exist. He's there and he has told us, at least he, he, he's gone ahead of us and, and told us, this is what you can expect in life. It may happen to you, it may not, but if it does, this is what you can do about it. This is what I'm saying about you and all that. Because like, even thinking about my marriage, by the time it was ending, I was thinking that I was totally worthless and everything. But during that time, when I was sick, when I was dying, God brought up so many verses and songs um, that just reminded me that I am precious to him. And that's why I, I, was, I was happy to go and meet him because I knew I got to understand how much he loves me. And it wasn't about what I was going through. It's not about what you're going through. It's still about your relationship with him. Mm -hmm. It's still about who who he is to you, you say, no matter what happens, he is still God, you know? Um, and knowing that he's walking with you, no matter what you go through, and he'll give you the strength you'll need. He'll give you the courage you need. He'll give you um, whatever you need to be able to walk through that journey with him. And, and what I've understood, um, like he, he will take people through cancer and some he will, he will be, he will allow you to continue with your life like he'll heal you and you, you can continue uh, but there's some he will be like you know i need you to come home mm. and if we believe what paul says that for me to die is christ you know mm. or yeah. to for me to live is christ to die is gain mm. you know it's mm. a win-win whether you die mm -hmm. you're going to be with him away from pain everything if you live you're still with him so it's, it's, and that's what I was saying. It's like a transition moving from one room to another, you know, wow. if I stay on this side of the room, I'm here with you. But if you're in that other room and I go there, I'm still with you, mm. you know? So, so the, the thing becomes now about um, our, our being with him. It's not about what you're going through. It's not about which room you're in, which chair you're sitting in what you're wearing it's 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 about in this room am i with him in that room am i with him and he's with you. um mm. and when when that becomes your your big thing then it doesn't matter you know and and you're able to go through and it's not saying that it will not hurt it will not be painful but he will never leave you he will never never leave you mm. um at no point will you feel like you're alone. Yeah. And anytime you call on him, he will answer. For sure, for sure. I know that. I know that. I've lived through it. I've lived through it. So yeah. I say that with conviction. Yes. You say that with conviction. And it's it's word and it's truth. It really is mm -hmm. about our relationship with him. Nothing mm -hmm. else. 
Mm. We we do, we honestly cannot do anything to deserve the favor he gives us and no. time of day. There's nothing mm. you can possibly do. Nothing. Mm-hmm. He's just so in love with us for some reason, and we just mm-hmm. exist for him. Mm. Yeah. So tell us now about the ministry that came out of all of this and where it's at now. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> I I. I went through this um, not understanding. I mean, for me, it was just he's preparing me to meet with him. And then uh, I finished my treatment. I was was still around. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had to ask at that point, why am I still here? Because I I really felt like he'd given me a second chance at life. And I I realized, I think, like my before cancer, I have a BC and a mm. <laughs> BC. So before yeah. cancer was, um, mm. I, I was being correct in my walk, but there's so much more to to yeah. to our being believers, and that's when I decided. I, I asked him, okay, you tell me why am I still around? Because um, there has to be a reason. And going through such a terrible illness, coming to death's door so many times, and yet I'm still here. There mm. has to be a reason. And so um, the first thing I did actually was I just wanted to to give glory to him and to let people know my healing. Yes, I went through conventional medicine, but my healing came from him. Mm-hmm. And so I put I tried to put together a small um, the word being the keyword being small <laughs> a small um, <laughs> um, like choir for us to sing. I love choirs. And I wanted a few of us to just uh, like sing, um, invite a few people, maybe about 20 people to come and listen and hope that as we sing the songs that God used to encourage me, as we sing and share maybe some of the verses that he, he shared with me, that whoever is going through whatever will find some comfort, will find some healing, whether it's physical um, illness or uh, heart illness, you know, like, like issues, um, like whether it's a broken marriage or whatever pain they're going through, that God would use those songs to touch them the same way that he did with me. But as I planned it, more and more people wanted to be a part of it. And so we ended up forming a choir um, of a hundred people and we sang in three churches and it was such a, oh, I loved it. I, 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 as we're doing this, I was feeling Yandi, this is why I was healed because mm. just being able to share yeah. uh, the hope, mm. the hope that he gave me, I it, it felt so right. And I, I, I felt like my big thing was to be able to share from my own experience. I mean, that's what testimonies are. You're sharing what you have gone through, what you can testify about. And you only testify about what you know and what you mm. know is what you've gone through. So I felt like he was asking me to share what I had gone through to bring hope and encouragement to other people. And so the singing was part of it. But then I also kept thinking, you know, I, I, I would have loved to have met somebody who had gone through cancer, like that serious, and come out of it and, you know, what they learned, tips and things like that. But I didn't get to do that until towards the end of my treatment. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, 
the main reason is that there are people, apparently there are people who go through cancer, they survive, because I thought nobody survives cancer, mm. but there's people who go through cancer and survive it, but they don't talk about it. Yeah. And I didn't feel that was, you know, helpful. And so I started, you know, talking about my experience and what I'd been through. I met up with some other ladies who were also doing that. And um, we would, you know, look for ways to, to share what we have gone through. And then they, they challenged me to try and raise money because a lot of people go through this illness, but they're, they don't have the finances to support the treatment. And so we actually did this with our first um, concert. One of the key things we did was to try and raise money for two specific patients that I was introduced to who needed funding. Mm -hmm. And so as we sang, we actually had them come for the events. Uh, one came for one and the other one came for another. And we interviewed them and got, to, got them to share their story and then we asked people to, you know, to help us raise money for their treatment and people gave and we were able to cover their treatment and we even had some money left. And so after that, we were looking for other people like, you know, does anybody know anybody else who might need this? And in the end, we, we ended up, I think with, from that first concert, we were able to help four people, which was just amazing. Nice, um, yes. Just to, to, to be able to see people not have to worry about um the money and they can now mm. focus on trying to get well you know mm. um and so with that i i felt like i need to do more of this so i started uh, like trying to visit visiting uh patients in hospital or at the hospice even kids at the at the at the cancer ward for kids um then he led me also to to start putting together events where i would invite people who are going through treatment or have just finished and just spend time loving on them because it's such a harrowing thing to go through this. Mm -hmm. And during that season, you're just a patient, you yeah. know, um, and, and you're going from appointment to hospital to medicine to like, that's what your whole life revolves around. Mm -hmm. And as happened with me, when I finished my treatment, you know, you're left wondering, uh, uh, okay, so now what? No, because you're used to such a strict yeah. regimen, and suddenly now you have you have time, you have time. <laughs> and nobody's right. telling you on this day you need to come. In the meantime, yeah. you need to do this, you know. Mm. So just to spend time to help them recuperate. So we 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 do an event we call Celebrate Life, which just helps them remember that they are women. They're not just patients. They are women. They're loved by God. Um, they're loved by us um, and we just pamper them um, so so doing stuff like that so things to to encourage people and then also meeting sometimes with um, with uh, families of, of patients because sometimes you know a, a patient will not be able to talk to you and tell you this is how I feel mm -hmm. but if me who has gone through it I can give you some idea then it's yeah. it's easier for you to know how to relate to that person Mm. So there's different things like that, but the 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 loudest thing that we do, I, I put loudest in, in yes. quotes, is um, is that we have um, an event uh, with a choir. I put together a choir every year, and we have a a three day concert where we just invite people to come 
yes, they're coming also to help raise funds, but the bigger thing is like, we, we just want to minister to them, um, share what we've been learning as a choir during the months of rehearsal mm. and pray that as everybody leaves that venue, they, they will have received some healing, some encouragement, some hope um, from that space. So wow. yeah, that's 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 where we are at. Yes. Well, she's heavily to the listener downplayed her choir. Her choir is two hundred <laughs> plus members who come together and just worship God. I've been a member for four five years. I'm not sure five mm-hmm. years, and it's amazing, amazing. It's it's like a well. You just go in there and you're refreshed, and it it does something for us, the choir members, and it does something obviously for your cause. So absolutely. And for you, <laughs> I yeah. love that because you're, you're, you know, even if you're those ones who you encounter God, maybe on Sundays only when you go to church, mm-hmm. because you have to learn these songs. The yes. more, and you know, the, you keep repeating those lyrics over and over again. At some point, they have to it becomes start true to you. Yes, yeah, it does. And yeah. for me, at least I can say for myself, it carries me through the whole year. Like I keep re- mm-hmm. repeating those songs and they keep ministering to me differently every single time. So there's yeah. definitely a place for transformation. You take people yeah. to the throne of God, definitely, for sure. Mm. So this is what yeah, obedience pretty- looks like, completely looks like. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just so... Hey, I'm, I'm just so grateful that he has chosen to use me in this way. I... I for me, it's a huge thing because I know, mm. I mean, I'm just me. I'm yes. just me. There's nothing yeah, yeah. I did. Mm. You know, I couldn't say I'm one of the holy people. So now as we went through the illness, my holiness grew <laughs> and everything. And now no. I am manifesting his There's nothing like that. There's, no, there's nothing like that. Such, yeah. I'm such a normal mm. person with all mm. the issues that we have as, as human beings. I, I am I'm just like that. So for him to, I mean, like you speaking like that and knowing it's because of this thing that he birthed through yeah. the illness that he allowed me to go through. It's just, sometimes it's a bit overwhelming. And I'm like, Yanni, I don't deserve this, you know? And yet he's allowed me to be a part of it, to be able to watch him transform lives, you know? So I'm just, I'm just really grateful. I'm very grateful, very grateful. You know, when he, cho- when, he cho- when he chooses those we least, you know, when sometimes when he chooses you and you least expect to be chosen, then he blows up his thing. I think it's because mm. he trusts that it will always be about him. You will never make it about you. And I, that really comes through your story as well. So, you know, I hear you, you're just a normal person. You don't even know when it overtook you like this. And became this yeah, yeah, I tell you. <laughs> you're like, when I'll tell you, happen? if he had told me, this is my plan. Yeah, yeah. Uh-uh. Last that scene. God is so faithful. <laughs> God is so yeah. faithful. He's so faithful. So we thank God for what He's able to do. Yes. 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 Mm. So, do you have any any final words? Final um, words. My final words. Mm-hmm. For me, this year has been a big, a big. Um, the big things for me that are are sticking out for me is is. God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful. He speaks over us and he never says stuff and then later comes and says, ah, snook at you, you know. 
or mm-hmm. oh i forgot i had said this over you god is faithful to to even the work that he's begun in us he will bring it to completion he will mm-hmm. do the things that he has said he will mm-hmm. hold us the way he has said he will love us through whatever we go through he's faithful to keep his word mm-hmm. um and then um just our our choosing to believe mm. and have faith in him i think is has also been not i think i know has also been very big for me yes. uh because you know he could say i'm going to do this or i'm doing this and you're like i i don't know i don't believe and he doesn't even ask that you be uh like you know be able to stand everywhere and say i i i have faith like a giant mountain you know he says just mm. a mustard seed that's all mm. i need wow. um but just trust me believe what i say and he even says that we can ask him to help us believe you know so it's like he even makes it easy for us so uh just being able to as we say just keep saying those lyrics back to yourself that <laughs> i i choose to believe <laughs> i yeah, choose to believe true. you Mm. because i know you are faithful and mm. i and because you say so mm. you say you are faithful i choose to believe that you're faithful mm. um and i will just hang on to that little faith i have mm. um and wait and wait on you so even if you're going through a rough time choose just just choose to trust him choose to believe ask him to help you believe mm. does it mean that you won't go through a rough time you may go through a rough time but believe when he says he will give you the strength what you need to go through he will give you that strength yeah. um uh but yeah we he's he's a god that we can trust he's a god who is faithful and he's a god that we can believe in thank you for tuning in and i hope you can make this space a home for your heart